In a world where you could take dice and roll it and pretend to be a character sometimes. That's right. It's Neon Pocket Dimension. My name's Jacob. You got uh, Sam over there. He said, what's up? What you drinking over there, Sam? Let, let, let him know what you're drinking. Exactly. Uh... Which one, Miguel or me? Oh, I'm talking. No, to, ahead, I'm talking to you, Sam. Yeah, he, he's uh, not talking to me. Not yet. Uh, well, I'm like, well, I'm a mixture of Bacardi, pineapple mai tai, and iced tea. The four C, four C, whatever you got, mix it together, have fun. I like it. And then, of course, we got Miguel. What's up, Miguel? How you doing? I'm very well. How are you? I'm great. That's box. I'm ready to talk about some tabletop games? Fuck yeah, me too, dude. I know that you saw on Slack exactly how many links I pulled for this. Um, you know what I mean? You did pull quite a few links, yes. I did I did just in case so we can, you know. Tonight we're going to have some fun, all right? So you I don't know. Not, you did not want to see my search history of all the stuff <laughs> I put up on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, everything. Woo! Yeah, see, that's great. You know, and, and I appreciate all the uh, hard work you're, and elbow grease you put into uh, uh, one of the fun things we'll talk about today. And by fun, I mean annoying. But, you know, hey, we won. We won. The people won. Fucking Hasbro over here trying to control the world. But we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. This is Neon Pocket Dimension, a place where you go to be as nerdy as you possibly can about whatever it is you like to be nerdy about. I was just talking to this dude. You know, he likes Disney. You can nerd out about Disney, but obviously we talk about things like video games, movies, uh, role-playing games, board games of all kinds. Uh, you know what I mean? What el- what, el- what else could we nerd out about, Miguel? So cats. Cats, perfect. Cats. You know what I mean? You know, um, uh, bicycles. Bicycles. Yeah, I'm sure you can get someone who's a huge bike nerd. That's actually a good point. Uh, like, isn't there, like, a lot of weird, weirdly shaped tools for, like, a bike? Is that a thing? Uh, maybe? I don't know. That, that, you might know more than I, I do at that point on that subject. Actually, I think I might because, uh, fun (laughs) fact, my father did the, did the tour to shore from Philadelphia to, uh, Lansing, New Jersey, and he had to get, like, a bunch of, uh, weird Pacific tools from a bike shop, and they're, like, they look like a wrench, but it also had like a like a uh, hexa hex in the uh, yeah. middle, so it was like See? Really awkward. To, like that's actually yeah, used yeah. for uh, winding the chain. Yeah, S- swinging the chain. Um, <laughs> no, um, yeah, and then like everyone who's ever worked on a bike ever has done that thing where they flip it upside down and they spin the wheel. But I never know what that means and why they have to do it. You know what I mean? Like, why are you spinning the wheel? I feel like they're trying to check to see if it's aligned properly. Interesting. That's not probably. Oh. That's actually the reason. No, that's and cool. It's like the uh, wheel alignment huh. on a car, but on a bicycle. I didn't even... Basically, I... that and to see if, it, if the new screws you put in are actually tight and they're actually working. Because mm-hmm. I know my father had issue one of the bikes was where it would, you as it was spinning, you could see it rattle. Like, you see it spinning and rattling like that. And you had to twist it like a bunch of different knots to make it work. Shake, rattle, and roll. <laughs> see, see, you can nerd out on that. Yeah, see, we can nerd uh, out. If he was on here. If he was on here, he would talk about it. But that's <laughs> he got nice every week. He got nice every week, and he's he's done. He, <laughs> I believe it. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, you may notice that we're missing Gage. Hello, Gage. You're, you may be watching right now. He's driving somewhere. 
he popped in earlier and said hi you know what i mean so he's alive you'll see him again you know what i mean just had other things to take care of but uh, he's been kidnapped don't listen to jacob oh shit <laughs> you've seen through my plan uh <laughs> um but hey we're still here nerding out with you just like every week we got our we got our fun guests over here i keep pointing the way that it should be but like it's really this way you know what i'm saying so yeah. you, you got sam over there he's you know what's up he's got all sorts of tabletop role-playing game uh knowledge for us tonight but uh, as you may know having watched the show we do a little uh thing here called the wide new and what's the live news stand for? It stands for what you've been nerding out on, uh, and that just means like, well, we what have we what have we been nerding out on the last week essentially? So uh, uh, lately, I've been trying to get the guest to go first because you know out of honor. But uh, Sam, would you like to step in? Let us know what you've been nerding out on, buddy. Actually, fun fact: I've been nerding out while doing the D and D stuff. I looked up, uh, found out there's a, there used to be an old uh, Marvel RPG, same time D, uh, DC put up their RPG, like the Hero Maker RPG. I'm not sure if you can, f- I'm, I look for it, try to see if I can just buy it, but it's like, I saw someone try to sell it for like $300. Damn. Like you, you can create, you can choose between creating your own character from Mutant uh-huh. and like scientists and else. They, they try to do it simply, but it's like a beta test version of it, Yeah. but it never went through. From what I heard, it didn't go through because of, uh, this timing and copyright going through that so just someone has like the beta version of it somewhere that's wild dude i'll have to check that out maybe i can find it i look good luck <laughs> i know it was it was something again it could have been also a fan project from like they're saying oh it came out in the 90s it looked it looked cool but from what i'm like i don't want to risk 200 dollars for something that's gonna be fake because <laughs> <Right>. uh <laughs> 90 <dollars> on <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm sorry I'm sorry. Don't don't trust uh, street aside, people sometimes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, aside ah. from that, uh, mostly just been reading up on comics, catching up on a lot of stuff, uh, and then just looking into the OGL and uh, uh, D&D stuff. That's about it. Wait, so what have you been reading? Let's let's talk about that for a second. Uh, I caught, I tried to catch back up on, this, on Spider-Man, the oh. new Spider-Man arc that's going on. Nice. Which uh, it started it start off good, but then the, the most recent, um, I guess you could call a tie-in or the most recent like big event, which is like the Goblin Queen arc, is mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's ru- it feels rushed. It feels like they're trying to like. I hate to be that guy and say that they're just trying to cram everything in so they can go to the next one, but it kind of felt like they were trying to do it with this one. Damn, that's what they try to do new ideas. They try to do new ideas with like no beta testing. Like they gave uh, MJ power of luck, like she can shoot, like she has like a slot machine power now, to where whatever what? power she lands on the slot machine or you know, presentation, what she power she gets, she uses it for like twenty four hours, or whatever. And it was not fun. Where did, it's weird. Wait, where did she get these powers from? I dude, I skipped it. They could have said it. And I skipped over it. Honestly, I was like <laughs> reading through the first. It was. I was trying to get to it because they just recently did uh, Norman Osborn as a good guy, as actual good guy this time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it right there. Yeah, no, I found it, dude. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm sorry about that. Wow. <laughs> that was the loudest thing I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. Sorry about that, I everyone. I am so glad I did not have headphones. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? I think I'm dead. Hey, the headphones came in candy. <laughs> I think I died. 
a little bit. All right, <laughs> let's try that again. Mop, mop, mop. Can you hear? Hello? Wow. Yikes. Oh, sorry, sorry about that, guys. Uh, guess I got to do more editing, don't I? Yeah, <laughs> probably. La- last m- last week, dude, at the very beginning, my internet fully or Discord fully crashed. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I like yeah, immediately. I saw that. It was horrifying. Uh, I but, saw that. I was like, "Uh oh, the Discord just shut, shut this shit itself." And it, yeah, it did. It sure did. Sometimes it does. Okay, now we're just looking at a white screen. God damn, this website sucks. Uh, <laughs> it's the Marvel Marvel website. Okay. Yeah, the Marvel website sucks. Still loud. Wow. Uh, I have this. And just... I have this down to two. I have it down to one right now. <laughs> Wow. Oh, this is the new one. This is the one that just came out recently. Yeah, the, the one I was looking at was like supposedly around the same time the uh, old uh, "Create Your Own Story" for DC uh, Universe one came out. Ooh, that was oh, that was what I was see- looking at. Yeah, do you see this? It says coming June twenty twenty three. You can be the first to play test the game. Wow. Uh, I guess they start. I guess they started back up with the whole D and D stuff going on. Well, yeah, it's like huge, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, tell you what's how grew because well, I'm gonna tell you the story about the how grew real big, <laughs> a little bit when we do that part. So is big. it a D6 system? Uh, kind of looks, looks like, like it. it. Oh, well, okay. Well, I had the voice on, and then it was like louder than f- the booming voice of God. You know what I mean? Well, it's available on Amazon. Right. So let's check this out for like one second. We'll watch this together live. Team up and create amazing new stories in your own corner of the Marvel Multiverse while you shape the future of the game itself with your feedback. Here's what you'll need to get started. Two or more players, three six-sided dice, a pencil, character sheets, and the Marvel Multiverse role-playing game Playtest Rulebook. Interesting. The Playtest Rulebook is now available for purchase in print at your friendly neighborhood comic shops, game stores, and on Amazon. Or you can purchase the digital edition from Demiplane or play it online with Roll20's Virtual Tabletop Edition. All right. Oh, they got it on Roll20. <clears throat> Interesting. So you could just straight... Well, okay. So you can playtest it if you pay the money. <laughs> Which is exactly. kind of fucking classic, weird. Classic Disney move, huh? Okay. Yikers. Well, we'll have to keep All an right. eye on that. You know what I mean? Let, let's see. I'll, I'll I'll just pull it up to see, like, what does this cost? Okay. Okay, it's $7.84. It's pretty That's cheap. Basically, it's the price of a comic book, basically, then. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much. Is All right. comic book is now? These days? Uh, like, 7 bucks. Is that what the, the price of a comic book is now? Well, depending on where you get it from. Damn. Holy shit. <laughs> That's kind of a lot, right? That's a lot, Yeah. Wow. Yeah, when they were, remember they were a dollar fifty? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I remember, they used to I be. Remember, I was still in, I was still in grade school. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I feel I old now. Old. Fuck. Back in my day. <laughs> Back in my day, it was twenty five cents. Yep. And, and you still have gum enough gum to feed a family. Got free gum with it too. And. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, nah, dude. Spider-Man doesn't want you to feed your family anymore, okay? That's not how it works. He's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Spider-Man. Well he's, black. well, he's dating Black Cat now, so... Ooh, nice. Well, I... Nice. Dude, people are so heated with that with the uh, MJ <laughs> issue. 
Yeah, so that sounds a little funky, and we'll keep an eye on that. And, uh, you know, maybe on a future episode, you could let us know, uh, does she get any more random powers? Hey, I, dude, I, I glossed over it, and I gave up because I was trying to get into the new Spider-Man thing because people are saying it's actually interesting. All right. This it is, is. It is the way they're taking it. I'll say that. Like, if you just do, the like, the main Spider-Man story, like, you're having him deal with Black Cat, deal with him actually working and actually getting money and actually living. I'm not kidding you, but he's working for the devil, as in he's working for Norman Osborn now. Oh, no shit. He's working for Norman Osborn, who after... I'm not kidding with the... This is the following arcs that happen with him. Carnage, his son coming back from the dead, his son being evil and coming back from the dead, his son being actually controlled by a robot, by a computer program he built years ago, and him almost getting me too for an M- for the uh, for Gwen Stacy. I am not shitting you. Wow. Well, you know, we all know Norman Osborn's a real piece of shit. So yeah, that's well, weird. Apparently, he's, well, in this comic, he's actually trying to be better. He actually got rid of the serum and the system. Oh, that's good. Yeah, okay. he basically saying he was, like, he was like I'm like an addict, and it's like oh, that's a good way to put it now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. That does make sense, you know? Like, you want to just get mad at him and not try to put yourself in his shoes, right? A little bit, I guess. Uh, I mean, that's kind of a social thing, right, that's happening. Like, people should think about addiction in a different way. So, it's kind of a positive swing on there. But, like, you know, fuck Norman Osborn. (laughs) He's an asshole. Dude, Dude, I am not kidding you. One of like the first arcs when people found out he was working with Norman Osborn, everyone cut him off. His aunt cut him off. She's like, I'm not talking to you again. MJ really? cut him off and now dating some dude with, a, with kids. And everyone got against him, but Norman Osborn actually helped. I'm not kidding you. This is how serious this comic was. I'm like, damn, the guy who everyone hates is actually helping Peter out. That's bad. Yeah. Huh. Well... Yeah, I was I was I was upset at, fir- at first, but I'm reading them like, dang, it's actually pretty good. Okay, you got me. Yeah, All but right, then, let's see where you go. Then they get Mary Jane powers, and that's kind of weird. So we'll see how it goes. Well, it's not like she got permanent powers. It's almost like, uh, hey, we want to do Mary Jane. That's not just Mary Jane being damnless in the dress, or just being this useless character that everyone is either hating on, hitting on, or just no one knows why she's there. Yeah, so care powers. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to make her interesting. You know, in the game they make her sneak around but uh yeah yeah and then game they made her sneak sneak around and actually talk uh show peter up a couple times in the comics now they're giving her powers and making her a mom to two two random kids yeah let's see where it goes all right miguel what you been nerding out on man uh last of us oh yeah nice Which, uh, uh, got some yeah, yeah this is pretty fucking good <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so you're talking about the tv show yeah <clears throat> oh it's so good yeah it's uh i i i, I kind of want to go back and play the game to be honest with you because <laughs> there are some things i don't remember at this point because it's been right. years but uh overall yes the show is very very good so um, I'll, I'll be honest with you the first couple episodes are beat for beat or almost oh, beat yeah. for beat Pretty much, yeah. Change it up, it change up a little bit, and they make it make sense, and then just keep going from the story. And it's like, okay, so it's, this is good, this is good. Well, yeah, and, that, and that's what I like about it because I'm pretty sure it's 
what it was and it's doing just, its own thing. I don't want a refresher, essentially. Yeah, and, pretty much. And, and not only that, it's adding stuff that makes sense and it's adding stuff that make the world better. It's not doing what, you know, uh, Paramount Plus did with Halo. Ugh. As in just, let's make a complete different story, ignore the books, ignore the games, ignore the cur- the actual devs telling them, do not do this, do not do this. And But you had to bring that up, huh, Sam? God damn it, <laughs> well, Sam. I want Microsoft to hear this because of the fact that, <laughs> hey, this is how you make a good fucking show. He fucking hates Halo. Dude, it's such a shitty fucking show. It's just like, let's just take the fucking helmet off every five seconds. Oh, now he's fucking some weird lady. Lady that and, only oh. exists for the show. And then it's just like, bro, why don't you just make him shoot aliens? Just shoot the aliens. Oh, no. And Go no, to the Halo. Motherfucker never even went to the Halo. He never even visited the ring. Only in his dreams. Like, what is this? If the show's called Halo. You don't even go to the Halo. Season two, he was going to go to the ring on season two. <sighs> Listen, let's be honest. That, that show's going to be treated like Velma. It's going to get... When they get that second season, oh, they're going to no. fucking watch it. And they realize we made, wasted money. Yikes. Oh, let's not talk about Velma. I'm going to throw up if I think about it. The Last of Us, that's a damn good show. That's a damn yeah, good show. I highly recommend it again. Please watch it. Please show companies. This is how you make a good show yeah. based on a video game. You don't add stuff that's make that's useless and stupid. You don't make it stupid and goofy. You actually do <laughs> it right. Miguel, how do you feel about the cast, man? Uh, I think it's great. Uh, I enjoy the cast quite a bit. I think I um, yeah. Bella Ramsey as Ellie was great. A great choice. Yeah, yeah, totally and, uh, agree. Pedro Pascal, I'm glad. Like, I kind of think that they didn't just. Ma- I like how kind of how they didn't make Joel and Tommy just white, white, white dudes. Yeah, but at the same time, like, it's not doesn't feel forced in my opinion. No, right. it doesn't. Yeah. For anyone who just watching the show, you could come into it and not realize that they were originally white characters. Yeah, True. yeah. Oh, well, except for Ellie. they made yeah. actual characters. And yeah, they're, they're great. Like I, I think overall, everyone they've cast has been really good. So, yeah, uh, I absolutely I'm, agree. You know what's just, weird? I'm I'm in it for the the long haul at this point. Yeah, Fuck, you yeah. know what's weird though? What? Seeing those, seeing uh Pedro Pascal and the uh, I forget her, I keep forget her name, Bella um, Ramsey. Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey. Yeah, seeing them now and remembering like a couple years ago, they're on Game of Thrones. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they all met there. Yeah. Already, I forgot. I, I I didn't realize she's Lady Mormont until she said something like, "We do this," and I'm like, "Wait a minute!" Oh, I, I just got flashed being on flashbacks. I'm like, oh, she's Lady Mormont. How did I forget this? I didn't realize Pedro Pascal was on Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, it's like season season two or three. I forget what our season. It's was. like season four, three or four, or uh, something I like that. Rewatch it then. I don't know. It was before. Like it was before Tyrion basically got ousted from. Uh, um, dragon, uh, what you call it? Oh yeah, because he shot his dad. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was like it was, it was actually a little bit before that and during that. I remember that part. Um, yeah, he was like the guy from the other country, you know, like he was I, the I Spanish guy. Remember. I'm gonna be he honest. He was Rhaegar's brother-in-law. Yeah, that's what it was. He was Rhaegar's go. brother-in-law. And he okay. had to he had to battle like the uh, 
the guy that became a zombie later what was his name the guy that's like a, a mountain he bowed the mountain. mountain yeah yeah oh okay and he lost spectacularly okay yeah see i don't know big that. time <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's only reason uh, only reason i remember him from being Rhaegar's brother-in-law when he talked about Rhaegar and talked about how he dishonored his sister i'm like wait a minute what oh shit <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I like House of the Dragon. You know, it's kind of like uh, touching on the the history stuff. It's kind of interesting. Oh, uh, it's it's showing why the Targaryens need to not be in Westeros. I'm sorry, they yeah. need not to be Westeros. They're fucking. It's horrible. showing why. They're crazy. They're all crazy. Yeah. Anyone from Valeria is crazy. Even the yeah. food. Not true. Yeah. Uh, Miguel, you play any games or anything, man, or what? Um, uh, just some more Deathloop. Um, how? how how, how many hours? It's great. It's very good. I don't know how many hours, Jacob. I All can right. tell you. Cool. Um, but uh, I'm playing. It's fun. I haven't been playing a lot, obviously, because I'm still playing it. Uh, <laughs> are you at but, the uh, Are you at the point where you're like you now? You like literally can do whatever you want at any time. You know what I mean? Like it's. I was at that point the last time we talked, Jacob. Now you said <laughs> that, but then like I thought that and then i kept going and then it was like no bro now you really can do what you want you know what i mean did you get to that part what are you talking about okay maybe not <laughs> Wait, no no i don't understand what you mean like i don't want to i don't like, want to spoil the game so much but like can... it's that it's that moment where like, okay when the game first starts you're in the loops and then it's like you got to do yeah. this thing at certain times and then eventually it's like okay now you can do what you want pay attention to this you can do these missions blah 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 but then it still kind of yeah, gives you a point last time but it still kind of gives you like a thing you need to do and then after you do that it really opens up like fully you know yeah no mean? no no i was past that okay good talk <laughs> but yeah so i, so I, I can do what I, i've been doing what i want Okay, well, I was just making sure. I didn't want to, like, spoil that it, like, sort of was like, all right, after you get this book or whatever, the shit I happens. Think, I think the last part you're thinking of is where, um, in my head, I was like, what's the point of doing this if I can't keep things? That's all I'll say. Okay. Huh. So. Hmm. Wait, there you go. Huh, huh. exactly. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Uh, I need to play more of that. I'm out of the loop. <laughs> but it's a, it's a good game. It's a good game. Um, it makes you kind of think of how everything kind of connects, and I'm not I, sure how I'm going to end up beating it, but I'll beat it. You got I, this. I started playing it and got completely lost. I got to like the second, I guess, area where they're like the town, whatever that's in lockdown. Oh yeah, and that's getting minced mm. by the by the crowd. I just keep. Because I'm so much used to like a run and gun character, I go in, I don't care. I'm essentially a barbarian, I don't care. I'm going, to, I'm going to destroy everything. Yeah, so you gotta, sneaking around, trying to get around, I'm like, I hate this, I hate this. You got to sneak around kill. a little you bit a in this game, gun, and I can't yeah. use it. You should just play Doom. Apparently, you have to listen to what some of the NPCs actually say before you kill them. No shit. Because it'll have you do things like you'll be able to do things after you listen to them. No way. So just be aware of that. I've been killing huh. them. And then I go online and go, well, if you li if you listen to these guys, you find out this, this, and that. And I'm like, oh, this is oh, bullshit. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, yeah, if they're talking and having a conversation, just let let them finish it, essentially. Just hide in the bushes and uh, yeah. rub your hand, like, hands together. 
Good. And then, um, Good. so I played a little bit of that, and then I started, um, what was it? Uh, His Dark Material Season 3. Oh, nice. Ended, Does that, is that happening right. now or something? Is that new or? No, no, that that's done, I think. Hmm. I wonder if we watched that. This past December. I just, I've been lazy. I only remember uh, watching uh, the first two seasons, so maybe there's a whole season we haven't freaking watched. Yeah, the third one. Huh. <laughs> Mochi, you got to tell me in the chat. It Have we watched this? <laughs> I don't think we've seen Why is it. It's Dark Material. Uh, it's What's the that? Golden Compass, dude. Yeah, the Golden That's Compass. Hard. Yeah, there's. Yeah, a... yeah, now I'm like, is this the Golden Compass or is that the the new horror series that's coming out? I forget what it's called. I think it's like no, Dark no, that, Heart. that is. The Golden Compass, and as far as I know, this is the first time they're actually going to finish it. Yeah. Other than in book form. Right. Because, you know, the mo- his, uh, the Golden Compass was just one movie, and it's really just the first book. And this is like a show that's covering the whole book series. So, it's good you're, telling, good you're telling me that my number 3D bear was just the first book? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all I remember. That, that's just the all, beginning. Was that all off? off-looking 3d model bear i'm like why does bear look weird that's because it was it was old school cg man that's why yeah that came out a long time ago yeah it's like (laughs) you can't say that when things like the polo express happen oh god don't get me started on that uncanny valley shit there well as a kid as a kid that's that's the cool cg scene before oh yeah you're like oh well it's just it's just tom hanks being creepy to kids for like an hour and a half that's what that movie is and also looking really fucking weird because of the uncanny valley situation there that's out of context way to describe that (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so there you go miguel yeah that's that's what i've been doing cool death uh death loop cool want to keep hearing more about that your playthrough um you know and uh for my wife new uh gundam update still going on uh zero zero uh just finished episode nine half watched it might have to rewatch that one because i was like setting up this mic stand i got a new mic stand you know i'm trying out new things here it's a little difficult with the laptop but i'm, I'm liking it i just kind of got to get my like levels correct so nerding out on that a little uh uh part of the Gundam update we are still watching as well uh uh Witcher Mercury that show is excellent man I'm I'm liking it um now we're to the point where like we're making a our own corporation and that's a fun time uh if you know you know uh fucking love that show it's dope it's I don't know but that's okay <laughs> I don't know anything <laughs> so like if I could describe so far from the where I'm at in these shows, zero zero Gundam zero zero is like a political story, uh, almost like like it, it really feels like it's from the time it is. It's like they're fighting terrorists and they're fighting war, and there's a lot of weird pol- politics happening. Uh, but then it's funny because like Witcher Mercury is about students, so it's like still doing that Japanese school thing. But then it's also about like capitalism and corporations and like essentially like cutthroat crony, like late stage capitalism stuff. And it's, you know, it's still about, it's still Gundam, you know what I mean? But it's just interesting to see like that shift, like, okay, back then we were thinking about like 
all this all these you know terrorist things or whatever like the failed war on terror shit that happened for a while there and now because of the stage we are in life writers are writing about late stage capitalism so it's just kind of funny how gundam seems to sort of like mirror what is kind of happening in the world and it's sort of like a way almost like an outlet for these writers to sort of like almost make like a commentary on stuff but you know it's still about big robots you know what i mean Good times. Is it bad? The last Gundam I remember watching was the one where they had, where the I forget which Gundam it was, where they were just like at one point like they're on the moon or Mars, or whatever, and they start seeing Howling. I'm like, what the hell oh, am yeah. I watching? Yeah, no, and that's. And then there was the one where Gundam Z- got Isekai to Earth, and he's a small robot. I'm like, what am I watching? Oh no, that's SD Gundam. No, 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 no. Yeah, so the first thing you're talking about that's Universal Century Gundam, which I've seen every episode of except for Victory. But I digress. We don't have to worry about victory, okay? We'll talk about that another time. Uh, but oh, it's in that thing. Got it, it. No, no, okay, look. In the Universal Century, there was, like, basically space extremists that wanted... Because uh, 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 they live in space stations in space, but they want to be um, independent. They want their independence from the Earth Federation, right? But then, like, things kind of go wrong, and they kind of eventually become space Nazis, essentially and that's the zeon that's the uh the principality of zeon and yes their uh their whole thing is zeke zeon and they do the fucking like straight up nazi salute um but they're the bad guys they're the bad guys they're not they're not good guys they're not good guys they're they drop an entire space colony on the earth and it fucking like is almost like nukes and it destroys one third of all of earth's population so that's pretty fucked up. They just, they just saying. They just ran the damn Blackstone Fortune planet cool. Gundam rules, that's right? A Warhammer, that's a Warhammer reference that just yeah. happened. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Book, I'm like, oh, I don't know nothing Katie about Warhammer. All I know is Warhammer is about like, religious zealots or something. It's kind of wild. So I, I kind of want to look more I, into I, it. One, one out of context version of how to explain it, it's atheists turn to, turn to political religious zealots that are killing their they're killing their their opposite religious zealots who are dealing with both fungus uh, orcs, <laughs> giant human, giant bug dinosaurs, mummy robots, and then weeaboo elves, and then mm. some communist uh, alien, blue alien faces. Weeaboo face. elves? Yeah, they're like Japanese. Uh, they're like samurai. You got, well... Technically, there are three. There are three elves: the weeaboos, the they're sadists, like white people. And then there's a weird weeaboo sadist. It's like a white person. It's like the last samurai. It's Tom Cruise in space, dressed up <laughs> like a samurai. <laughs> I wouldn't say that for the Eldar. They're kind of like <laughs> space elves. I actually don't they're know. Space elves. I actually don't know. <laughs> Um, all right, come on. Let's not get bogged down here. Let's keep it going. Sorry, um, yeah. No, you're cool. Uh, also, uh, and I didn't. I sh- was supposed to prepare for this, but I didn't pull it up, but I will talk about it as I do so. Uh, so right now, Steam is having a, Steam's Next Fest, which is a uh, essentially like a fi- I think a five-day event where they show off a whole bunch of upcoming Steam games, indie titles, and stuff. Uh, so there is a shit ton of demos on Steam right now. <laughs> Uh, so I probably downloaded like 20 last night, and I tried a few out, and I just wanted to quickly talk about them. I thought they were pretty cool. 
Uh, I do, you know, I, I streamed it, so I was gonna just pull up the footage here and just kind of talk about the games I got, and that's why I was saying like, oh, I wasn't ready for it, but here I am. Uh, so the first game I tried out was called Auto Battlemon. Auto Battlemon. There you go. Super Auto Battlemon. You can see that there. Um, like a joke. So it's basically Pokemon, but as an auto battler. You know what I mean? So, like, you ever play those, like, games on your phone that just, like, do their own thing? <laughs> they just, like, play oh, themselves? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's kind of like that, but, like, it's also Pokemon. So, like, but then it's also a roguelike. So, like, if you've played any roguelike or, like, if you think, uh, what's that card game? Oh, my God. Uh, it's, like, Slay the Spire, right? You play a level, and then, like, after the level, you pick, like, a track, and then you could fight another level or whatever, essentially. And then sometimes there's, like, special events on the board where you can get, you know, oh, you can pick a card, but you'll lose health. Or, oh, you can try to escape the guy, but there might be a combat. Stuff like that. So I was like, oh, this game might be kind of fun, you know? So there's a little bit of footage. But, like, the combat is just all auto attack, and it's kind of weird. Um, so I don't recommend that game. Then we got this game. <laughs> we got this what game right hell? here, and it's called Vi- Vivid Lope, okay? And I, I saw, like, like I went through these super quick, and I just kind of saw, like, a tiny little video window. So I was like, this one looks kind of cool. Uh, so then I tried it out, and let me tell you, this might be one of the best one, the games on the, on that list, okay? And the, so the object of the game, right, is think, like, um, what's that game? Uh, like, uh, what's that Splat game? With the with the ink, you know what I'm talking about? Splatoon. Splatoon. Yeah, it's like, almost like Splatoon, where you gotta like fill the colors, right? But you're not doing paint. You're like walking on these blocks, right? But then if you if you don't move for too long, you start to lose energy. And if you walk on the blocks that are already filled, you start to lose energy. You know what I mean? And then when you get close to the end of the level, it like kills all the enemies. Right here, you can see the bonus phase. Uh, and then it's up to you to like make really like you cannot touch the fully colored in tiles or you will lose a lot of energy so then it becomes almost uh, like a puzzle game uh and you're just trying to fill in like every single color spot but as you can see here i'm like totally screwed <laughs> oh no i got it see and so it's just kind of a fun arcade game that reminds me of like almost a sega saturn era uh and i i want everyone to fucking know about this game because i i sat here and i play like five levels of it and i said this game's dope I might fucking, uh, you can hear me talking. Sorry, I'll mute myself. Um, uh, yeah, so it just, you know, I just like arcade games, and I feel like we're getting a lot of those, like, with Vampire Survivors and stuff, and this is almost in the same vein of, like, just a fun arcade title. So uh, go on go on Steam, download Vivid Lope. Shit is tight. Uh, I've had a couple other ones here. Uh, what is this? Oh, we got Bleak Sword DX. This is a, um, this is a title from... Um, uh, that one indie studio that does the weird E3 thing where it's all crazy. What is uh, uh, fuck? I can't. I can never remember anything, dude. <laughs> I didn't write notes. Um, uh, what's it called? Not 3D Realm. Uh, it's the it's the thing, man. You know the thing. You know that one thing. Uh, <laughs> it's a big indie studio. Uh, publisher. <sighs> they they publish a shit ton of stuff. Anyway, Corridor. Digital. Co- Corridor? 
Did you say court revolver? revolver. Right. Thank no, you sorry. so much. I'm slurring. I'm slurring. I've been hitting this thing hard. No, nah, you're cool. Hard all day. Yeah, you're right. It's it's yeah, it's them. So this is like one of the games from there, and I just thought it was pretty cool. So it's like basically kind of a uh, dungeon crawler sort of, but it's like every level you get attacked by enemies, and then you slice them with the sword, and then you like have to counter on on you know. Like, the counter winner is kind of small, so you got to press that block button button at the right time. But if you press it too early, they'll just hit you. You know, you'll stop blocking. Uh, so I, I played through this entire demo because it was just, like, one whole set. And after you beat the boss, they're like, you want to, hey, that's the game. You're done. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. So Bleak Sword DX, I would recommend if you kind of like fun, you know, beat em up type of games. Then I tried this game called Inkbound. Uh, it's basically like a shitty Diablo. <laughs> yep i pick like Bad? i pick yeah, i pick I like the maid yeah but then it's also just not great i pick like the magician type of character and i feel like this game's like doing trying to do too many things so it's almost like turn-based so like every move that you do allows them to kind of move and prepare for their attack but then you can only move so much and eventually you'll be like immobile and you're stuck so you can see what that just happened to me and then i get attacked and then I, okay oh, then so i can move so it's, like a, so it's like a mixture of the uh divinity divinity original sin and diablo to some degree yes but like it's also turn-based so like you take your full turn and then the enemies take their turn you know what i mean so i don't is that how divinity is turn based yeah. sort of yeah okay so yeah it's yeah. like it's like they mashed up that in diablo but like albeit i did pick the mage character who probably has weird abilities but like i just thought the combat was just kind of strange and overall don't recommend it yeah, uh, at least never you pick a major first run what's that never pick a major first run that's you never do oh, I, I was gonna say you won that you won that fight though I won. I you won, won the fight. fights. Look how much health you lost. I lost a lot of health, so then I stopped after the first two fights. I was like, eh. Oh no! I got to like the hub, and I was like, oh great, there's a hub. There's like six different like things you can interact with to like do different like crafting things, and I was just like, I'm done. I, I can't do this. And then I tried this game called what the fuck is it called? Slope Crashers, bro. You ever heard of a game called Snowboard Kids? This is basically Snowboard Kids. Exactly. Only this game sucks. It's <laughs> <laughs> snowboard kids but like it's like someone fucking i don't know it's like one guy made this um but it, you know it's a demo and it is multiplayer so you can just try it with your friends and probably have some fun so i don't know you know slope crashers and then we have an actually good game this game's called prison city uh it's basically nes style the the music like palette like the the instruments from from the music sounds like from that ninja turtles game on the nes so it's like pretty cool uh you know controls like an nes game would i was having I was fun with this looks like contra yeah it's like contra a lot contra, pennsylvania and the like uh metroid yeah yeah, yeah. It's like a seven yeah. Theme. yep um so i i vibed with this game a lot I, I thought it was cool i thought the music was fun or was good the gameplay itself was fun uh and overall i'd i'd recommend trying this one out so that one's called prison city uh then we had the last one um this is kind of a big deal title because it's uh it's coming to xbox game pass and all that fun stuff and we saw it in an xbox event a, a while ago it's called the curious or the last case of benedict fox 
Uh, and it's basically like a Lovecraftian, almost like Metroidvania type of game, but it also has adventure game yeah, vibes. Yeah. Uh, I thought I would love this, but uh, unfortunately, like, it's, I don't know. It, the controls aren't tight. It feels a little bit weird. The story is cool, and I do like what's happening here, like the vibe. I like the adventure game stuff where you're like interacting with things. It's kind of creepy. It's very Lovecraftian, you know, like I said before, which I like, uh, but like the gameplay itself, like moving around and attacking and fighting and stuff. I I just ain't it, dude. I don't know. I'm just not really enjoying that part, which seems to be like most of it, the game itself. So it's kind of a disappointment because, like, I feel like a lot of people are, like, looking forward to this game. But from what I played, like, it didn't catch me. Like, even that NES game caught me more than this game did. You know what I mean? And this game is supposed to be, like, good. Like, everyone's really hyping this one up. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I hate to be that guy, but anytime it's a Lovecraft game, it kind of has shitty control for this story. <laughs> I've not, heard that. that. You're actually right. <laughs> Like the right same there. city is supposed to be like a, like a third person like detective game, but it played basically like a Lovecraft uh, audio drama with just you shooting random things. Okay. That's what it felt like. I hate to be that guy. The second city is a good game. From what yeah. I've heard, it's a good game. But it's like whatever. And there's like the uh, there's another one like I feel like something hollow. That's a, like a turn bait, like a uh, story based game. That's still like people saying the controls for like act. Eh, the story's great. It's like the uh, Hollow City. I know you're talking about. Yeah, the Hollow City. That's what. It, yeah. Yeah. The controls are like you can't fight. You have to keep hiding all that. But it's like those controls feel weird. You sometimes get caught like just by walking. Yeah. Weird and like oh that's hate to be that guy, but it's a Lovecraft. Game. It's a Lovecraft game. Yep. They're never good. In that sense. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So I mean, hey, look, if they tighten up the controls and make the gameplay a little more fun in the action portions this game could could you know this game could work uh but i don't know i just kind of played it for a bit and i was like i'm a little disappointed in this so that is my breakdown on some demos and let's move into the actual topic tabletop role-playing games done that's like games like dungeons and dragons uh that's also games like power uh apocalypse world uh pathfinder uh obviously you mentioned warhammer that's you know that's another one uh but yeah so essentially what is a tabletop role-playing game well it's a game where you pretend to be something um you know be a character uh and then you roll some dice to kind of figure out if your character does whatever it is you're trying to make that character do uh and you tell a story it's at the end of the day it's interactive storytelling with you and your friends essentially am i am i right there sam yeah, it basically is. A story. It's a role-playing RPG. Any sense of, most systems use it. Uh, most tabletops actually have you have a preset character you pick. You have to play that character, play their role. Uh, but basically the same thing. It's just you and your bunch of friends having fun with a story. That's yeah. the main pro- premise of it. Yeah, see, that's what I like about the power or the apocalypse stuff. You know, empowered by the apocalypse, apocalypse world. Like, that system in and of itself is very story heavy because essentially they don't even as a game master want you to like plan so much of what's about to happen. Just kind of a vague outline yeah. of what you have as a, as almost like a trailhead for a story and all the players at the table, like essentially create the story like dynamically and organically um, together. So I, I find that to be really fun, but like according to Wikipedia, a tabletop role playing game, or also a pen and paper role-playing game. I remember that term. I haven't heard that in a while, actually. 
it's a classification of a role-playing game in which the participants describe their characters' actions through speech. Participants determine the actions of their characters based on their characterization, and the actions succeed or fail according to a set formal uh, system of rules and guidelines. Typically, that's rolling dice. So there you go. I pulled the I pulled Wikipedia article. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, so let's talk a little bit about um, the games that we like, guys. So let's go shoot. Uh, uh, obviously, Warhammer for me. Uh, oh yeah, I, and uh, War. I love the the system is old. I usually pl- I usually try to get into like a uh, Rogue Trader, which is like a D one hundred or D six system, but it's more kind of like D and D. Mm-hmm. But kind of like that kind of like Road Trader or versions of it, like like some people do. I think there's a there's a group that did a I forget what it was called, but I think it's like an updated version of Road Trader where you play as a Space Marine or a Psyker or an actual Road Trader or a Inquisitor. Like you play like that, and you basically go around and like I forget what it's called. I gotta look it up, but it's basically you basically do it like a story, like a story from like one of the books or a story based in the Warhammer Warhammer Forty K universe. Nice. So, do you do you mess around in the Warhammer fantasy stuff or just for forty k? I try to do fantasy. There's too much lore, worse than forty k, and there's too much. To, uh, if you know know a good system like sec like uh, second edition, apparently was good mm-hmm. for like role playing. But there's so many there's so much rules and and the dice are d one hundred. You have to go lower, which is weird for me. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't get into it. Not only that, no one in my group played. No one in my group played it, so it was like I can couldn't test it out fully. Nice. I pl- the only time I ever played Warhammer, I played Fantasy, and I found it really interesting. Like the system. So okay, let's back up the truck. All right, you're saying D100, right? So maybe you've never seen dice before that we're talking about. So when you think about dice, right, you probably think about that six-sided dice. You know what I'm saying? Like this one right here. Let's let's pull it up. Yeah, there you go. Pull it up. Show them. I'll show them on my camera here because we got the extra cam today. There you go. Right? Just regular dice, right? Six-sided. So if we say D6, that means dice with six sides, right? But there's all sorts of other fucking dice, right? You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> you got what? What is? Let's dump all these out. And yeah, that's this is my nice little dice tray. Let's let's see Sam's nice dice tray. Look at that. That's clean. Miguel, you got a dice tray? I have a bag sack. Oh, hey, sacks are good. Dice sack. Sa- sacko dice. Uh, so, yeah, okay. So my we... Yu-Gi-Oh! 10 card. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Yu-Gi-Oh! 10 card case, basically. Nice. I mean, it looks like a, like a, what's it called? Like an Altoids can. Yeah. But it's full It's full of dice. That's pretty cool. Um. Yeah. So, so we got the six-sider, six-sider there. You can even go lower than that, though. You got the four-sided. It's like a prism, right? Is that the word? Um, yeah. Pyramid? Think. Oh, pyramid. one-sided die? One-sided die? How do you do that? Yeah, actually. This one? Like, I'm going to roll one every time? Oh, there it goes. Well, it's gone. It went off the table. <laughs> I'm not going to ch- chase it down. Uh, you have other-sided dice. You got eight. This is even one, two more than the six. You know what I mean? What else? We got ten. There's also this, right? These two go together, and I'll explain that in a sec. This is a 12. 
right? And but then this is the da- big daddy right here, the the twenty sided die. You know what I'm saying? Typically, no. this this is the one you're gonna roll uh, for talking like the twenty sided die system to figure out what you do. But when it comes to Warhammer, you want to use you two got of these the guys, big grandpa. Or do you have like a D100, like an actual D100? No. No. <laughs> mo- mo- I you played uh, online for uh, Warhammer stuff. Oh, I see. So you, you just use like software? Yeah. Whoa, I didn't realize my mic turned. Um, okay. So the other way, the other way to I roll that. I've never seen a D100 in real life. Do they? Okay. So there, we went to this uh, like gaming store in Town Square here in Vegas. And the, they also have the other one. Um, wait, what the fuck is that? Hold on. There's some kind of crazy shit here. What is this? What is this? What is oh, okay, never mind. I'm sorry, guys. I forgot something. <laughs> I was like, what is this bracket here to the left? And then I remembered it's because the camera's not big enough. So we'll just make it a little bigger. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> that was a little brain fart moment. Uh, anyway, yeah, at that store, they were selling straight up D100s, dude. And they're like really big in plastic and it has a hundred side, you know what I mean? So you just toss it. Those things are wild. So I do kind of want to get one. Huh? What's the name of the store? Uh, I have to look it up, but it is in town square, kind of in the middle ish area, sort of by, um, oh my God, that one Italian restaurant that's in there that I always forget the name of. Rio. Yeah, it's kind of like on the Brio side. Uh, anyway, so if you do, if you want to roll a D100 using these dice, you totally can. So you got this thing here. This is the um, fuck. Where is it? Oh god. Oh god. Okay, there you go. There you go. See, this is uh, the 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 tens D10. You know what I mean? So like, if you're rolling it, it's like the first number in a number with two digits right so like if if i if you look at this this is 60 right but then you roll the other 10 and then that's the ones right so if i had the six there and i roll it and then we get a seven that's 67 out of 100 right so that's how you would use these two dice which usually if you get like a set of polyhedral dice you'll get two 10-sided that look like this that's how you do it so when you're playing warhammer Typically, instead of the 20, you're going to roll these two to figure out if it's either above or lower than the number you're trying to get to. Is that accurate, Sam? Yeah. So there you go. For, and also depending on the system, if you're playing like the right. Warhammer like uh, battle, like battlegrounds, you use like six dice or something like that, or 12 dice in total, and Whoa. you roll to see how close your hit, your hit markers are. Rogue Trader is a D6 system, and same thing. But depending on how like your stat, how, how you put your stats in, you could put like either if you have four dice for like six, or some people have actually good stats. They have six 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 uh six of six dice, and they roll percent to see how like, you can hit, see if you dodge, whatever, do your abilities, whatever. It's co- it's complicated if you're out of context and you're not doing the system <laughs> in front of you. I right. Hate to be, like I'm like can't, I'm thinking about it. It sounds like I'm just yabbling. <laughs> Yeah, you like roll the six, and then you see if the six goes, and then the. No, I don't yeah, know. It, no. it, I have no idea. Context, what you just what said. the hell is guy talking about? Like, <laughs> it's a fun system. We have friends. You know, people would do it. I gotta look up the system, but it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like essentially, like I said, so the twenty sided, like, well, from what I know, because I played a lot of D and D and stuff in my time. Um. 
instead of rolling the hundred sided, you just roll the twenty sided, and it's essentially like uh, that's your chances of doing the thing. But then you may have a bonus to doing the thing based on if you're good at the thing, right? That's a pretty simple yeah. way of explaining I, it. Or yeah, bad, or maybe I, you're bad at the thing. Then you have a sub- you yeah. subtract the amount from what you roll. Yeah, usually like the highest I think from subtraction. Usually the highest I've ever seen someone have subtract is like four. Yeah, right. Exactly. Unless, well, unless it yeah. was like old school D anD D, then you take like a oh, minus so- five. Remember the minus five shit? That was so complicated, <sighs> dude. So if you got minus five to like Constitution. And if even yeah. if you rolled a five or lower, you're so screwed. Yeah, you're screwed you so all the time. <sighs> Constantly screwed. But now, now at least with fifth edition, they have the advantage disadvantage system, so it's like way more simplified. So like, let's yeah. say, let's say you get a bunch of ink thrown in your face, uh, and then you're trying to like find someone. You know what I mean? So you can barely see. Then you would take disadvantage on your roll, right? To to see if you see them, right? So then what that means is you roll your your twenty sided dice twice and you take the lower uh you know, thing there. Rather than like doing a bunch of math, you're just kinda lowering your chances, which I I do like the the simplicity of what they did with fifth uh fifth edition. Um yeah. So fifth edition th- cleaned it up. Fifth edition cleaned up D and D a lot. No, it also totally did. It it also kind of reduced certain things. Like the fighter got nerfed. Oh god, fighters yeah. back in the day were monsters. <laughs> With three point five, you could do so much as a fighter that it actually made the character fun. Hate to be that guy. Well, I mean, okay, so in old school D anD D, a fighter would like as you level up would just get more and more attacks over time, and then like. Most of what D&D was based around with your builds, besides, like, picking spells, was, like, the feats you put picked as well. You get a lot of feats over time. And so, like, essentially, fighters would just stack on attacks. So, like, every turn they would just do, like, six attacks. But, like, it was really confusing with 3.5. This is kind of why I'm I'm a little weird, like, wary of messing around with, with Pathfinder. With, like, the bonus, like, the attack bonus being different for each attack. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I can like, that thing. This. That was like really confusing, so, and like they don't do that shit anymore in fifth edition, which I like that they don't. <laughs> for a Pathfinder is you can do multiple attacks, but the percentage increases. So like, the more attacks you do, or the more things your rolls become difficult. Oh, so, like, I see. So if this person's uh, hit box was like fifteen, and you rolled, you got higher. If you want to hit again, it goes from 15 to 6 because you're overexerting yourself. You keep pushing yourself. That's the uh, main thing they're trying to do. Okay, yeah, that yeah, sounds like a little, little better. It's it's a lot more rulesy. For, it's a lot more rulesy, but a lot more intuitive for, like, player customization and player uh, role play. That's cool. I mean, it's not like I don't want to try Pathfinder. I'm sure that one day we will try Pathfinder. You just got to find someone who plays it. That's the issue. Here's the thing in general. You gotta find people that play these in the in the in the general at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like, or even have time to do it. Yeah, right. Which who has time? Yeah. You know what I mean? And these games take hours. Like, so okay, look, it's really fun. All right, think about a board game. You know, think about fucking Monopoly. That game takes forever, right? Uh, unless you're not playing it correctly and skipping the rules and having your weird house rules that you've been doing since you're a kid. Are right, you actually sit down and play Monopoly with like four people? 
That will take like six hours, maybe. And you buy properties and oh yeah. It honestly you know what I mean? And like yeah. a lot of these like newer board games that we've been buying, like, you know, us, like, well, we played actually the last podcast in the left board game and that took like five, six hours. That took a long time. Jeez. You know what I mean? D and D. It took a long time. Uh, wow. and it, it was fun. You know what I mean? Uh, but it takes a while. Uh, D and D is no different, but the, I think D and D and well, and you know, other t- tabletop role playing games, what makes those fun is that like, well, you're not just playing a game and adhering to cards. It's like you're like telling a story, you're acting it out. And the way we do it, you know, we're having like the interactions. The dungeon master is like all these different characters. All the players are playing the one character they are and all the silly shit that may happen there. But I mean, it depends on the dungeon master you're playing with. The person who's running the game is sort it's sort of up to them for like the way it's all working and the themes and stuff. Um uh, but it, it's it's time sync, man. You know, it could take like a whole night. You know, you could be playing from like five to like two in the morning sometimes. Uh, yeah. And it's people are especially, scared of that. Especially, especially <laughs> if you're in a combat situation. Oh, I see a cat. Oh my god. Yeah. Cute. Yes. Yeah, I like being weird. Today. Yeah, she's <laughs> being weird. If you saw, you probably seen her looking around. It's because she's running around or she's like stalking me like looking at like we doing and it's just i'm like what are you doing that's what i'm looking but she be doing like you good like what's going on and just see the cat run along I'm like okay you also got cat jake up there you see his cat you see yeah, cat jake? barely it's really hard to I, i'm trying to point <laughs> i see it. i see the tail um yeah so anyway like yeah. there's just a little background on like what these games even are but there's so many different ones you know what i mean uh, Dungeons and Dragons sort of like is in the zeitgeist still uh, because of it's just been a lot more popular thanks to social media, YouTube, Critical Role, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now we have the Dungeons and Dragons movie coming yeah. out, which I'm excited to see. Uh, but there is a little bit of controversy that's been surrounding it. So we were like dancing around this topic a bit earlier. So why don't, why don't you say we get into that really quick? Mm-hmm. You feeling up to it? You ready to talk about oh, it? Yeah. And let us know about the OGL. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. You, this you, actually goes back a bit, actually. Do it up. I'm still listening. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. So okay. essentially, the the first OGL, the original OGL, was designed for when when D and D got hit with the whole satanic panic, and it was getting banned in some areas, or it was getting like hit with, like restrictions, and after that whole panic got over. The original creator wants to open up more. Wanted big characters make their own stories, make their own worlds, do their own, make their own creations, and that spread with the OGL. The idea was to have when they got everything to copyright, no one could copyright it, no one could make money off, no one could really make money, money as, and they weren't going to sue you or take your money off it. Make your own characters, let it be free. The idea was the idea the original OGL was to be free. Skip that two years later when Hasbro purchases. Hasbro purchases Wizards of the Coast, and this includes this includes D and D, and Magic the Gathering, and a bunch of other things they had at the time. A couple years ago, from what I remember, from what I was watching, I was watching a bunch of different podcasts at the time, from Critical Role to The Unexpectables, like a bunch of like D twenty, D twenty. Well, during the one The Unexpectables, uh, DMs girls talked about a lot, which is basically make your own creations, like from swords, weapons, character. Uh, character uh, lists like uh, gunslingers or whatever or swordsmen 
want to play Dante from Devil May Cry? You can with this new Demon Hunter class or whatever they're doing. That's basically that. They sell classes and all that. Yeah. Well, when D&D got popular, like really big popular around the same time, creators were noticing that a lot of their stuff was being taken from DMs Guild and put onto D&D, like official books. Like if someone tried to sue it, only for DMs Guild to say, hey, we are under technically under a license of, of D&D Beyond and has run all that. We can't, they, if they take it, it's under the license of D&D, which is not on the OGL. And the creator I was, I was following at the time said, hey, a couple years later, hey, just head you up. I'm going to be cutting my stuff from D&D, from DMs Guild. Just, just know I've heard some rumors about something coming soon. Skip to now. I think it was in late January, early December. A leak went on on Reddit from someone working at Wizards of the Coast. And that leak was the new OGL, OGL 1.1. This included complete overall of the of the copyright system, complete overall of how you can download stuff, complete overall of how user-created, original user-created pro stuff or add-ons for D&D were, were handled. Yep. And then we talked about pa- we were talking about Pathfinder earlier. I mean, and that's that's derivative of Dungeons and Dragons uh, three point five, right? So like an addition of D and D that was huge when I was in high school. Uh, you know, so many books and all that. They just took that whole system and adapted it into a brand new game. And this directly affects stuff like that, content like that. There's a lot of smaller content creators as well. You know, people that aren't a big corporation that are essentially just kind of like writing this con- content. It's it's their way of selling a smaller book, you know, making a little income. And now that's at yeah. risk, right, with this OGL. So that, continue. That was, at, that was at risk at the time. And like I said I said earlier, a couple creators were hearing rumors. And that's when a bunch of creators on the DMs Guild, a bunch of people from former members of Wizards of the Coast, former members of D&D Beyond, and former members came out and said, we heard about this, we have proof, this is real, this is not fake it's we're gonna warn you they're trying to take your money they're trying to take your stuff and try to make try to screw you over we need to fight back i'm not kidding i saw also was tiktok of people i follow from years ago they never posted on anything from twitter came out of nowhere and said here's the proof i wasn't lying and it's like what the hell what's going on i looked into it more it seems as and years later a month later we come to find out from insiders at wizards of the coast insiders of dnd beyond if you like that basically saying hey this is not coming from us technically this is coming from Hasbro. This is coming from outside executives mm-hmm. and internal partners. All three want to make money because of the fact of the hot, because of the fact of the critical role, Stranger Things, the new movie, and the new D and D inspired stuff from like Dragon Age. The, Dragon Age had its own like their own things. Like Critical Role did their own animated thing that blew up huge. Oh yeah, Dragon um... Age did theirs. What was that called? Like something me- Nox Machina or something like that. Fox I'm watching. My my fiance loves it. She got that's how she yeah, got. We got to start watching that. That that's on Amazon Prime, by the way. Want to check good. that out? It's it's, really good. it's essentially like a cartoon version of the critical, their original like critical role campaign, essentially. Yep. Which you know yep. has some people like uh, 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 Ashley Birch in it, right? And, and some other great has, great voice actors. Matt Mercer. Matt uh, Mercer. Yeah. The legend. Matt Mercer has um. 
Well, I'm a fan of the cast. I'm too drunk. <laughs> Ashley Johnson. Ashley, Ashley Johnson. Johnson Matt Ursher, Sam too. Regal. Travis Willingham. Mm-hmm. Like, he has a bunch of, like, Liam O'Brien. Basically, similar to Brad Pooley's characters play. Garo was played by Liam O'Brien. You have Sam Regal, who just who voiced some characters in DuckTales, voiced the main character in Rage 2, and, like, a bunch of other characters. Uh, Travis Willingham voiced Cell in some... Selling some of the DBZ games, Superman and the recent uh, Super Sons. Oh wow! Like he, these are big. These are uh, Matt Mercer, JoJo. Name any anime you probably heard of him. Name any video game yeah. you probably heard of him. These are all like, like legendary big, voice actors of our time. These right are now. big time. Yeah. Joe Magliello was on the was on the critical. Role. Oh yeah, and he's you know he's man, I love that guy so much, dude. You know he's great. Joe Magliello. He's um, like the guy that had, would you. Uh, he's like the. He's get like a bunch of people on that show because they're yeah. nerds. But they're also big time actors. People didn't realize they were actually geeking out. They were having fun. They were smiling. They said, yeah. "I'm gonna act. I'm doing myself. I love it." And it's and now here and now here Hasbro comes trying to like exploit that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just to make like a buck and force everyone to essentially just start handing them all their income streams, uh, which mm-hmm. is bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. This you know this is people's livelihoods we're talking about. You know, for many, many years, and this is like an entire, almost an entire industry, essentially, of content creators, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, who are being threatened by this bullcrap. So, like, what what made it most interesting, Sam, right, is that everybody got fucking pissed. Everybody was like, mm-hmm. guess what? Nobody's going to play D&D anymore. All right, we're done with this shit. Every fucking D&D person I knew was like we're not we're gonna switch. I guess we're gonna try Pathfinder. I guess we're gonna try all these other yeah. RPGs and stuff. And then of course they uh, fucking straight up took the they took the truck, cranked it into reverse. They did an Austin Powers style, you know, four point turnaround, right? And then they just abolished their plan for whatever the OGL was gonna be, right? They they backtracked so hard because of the following. From what I heard, rumor wise. Critical Role is going to end their partnership with D&D Beyond. Oh, that's huge. Because one of my one of my father's uh, fr- friends lives in Hollywood, and that's what they're based out of. And they know someone who heard a rumor. Like, there's, you know, there's something from a rumor from someone. It's the usual Hollywood bullshit. But it's the benefit of knowing an actor. You know, you hear rumors. And one of the rumors is that Critical Role was supposed the idea was that they wanted critical role because critical role is the biggest bank they had is DD has critical yeah. role sold this exploded it really big huge and critical role and critical role re- has been trying is matt mercer are really good with the DD. he made the he's been making uh characters subclasses new worlds that people are loving yeah and their rumor has it they wanted matt's ideas they wanted matt's ideas they wanted mauritius idea they want the original character because a lot of these like subclasses the groups are playing with, they're their own creative characters, their own creative subclasses. Yeah. Or they're subclasses that they'll endorse. They say, "Hey, I got us on DMs Guild. Check it out here. It's really good." And they want that. They want that. Oh, let's play D and D Beyond. The rumor was that around that time, Critical Role was thinking about making the next campaign. Matt was going to do his own system. Well, oh wow, interesting. Because well, if you uh, if people notice that Matt has Matt has ignored rules in D&D from main class D&D, or he's cha- added rules that help the characters, or he's made subclasses, made things. like he's ch- Rumors are going around from what I heard, from again, from the friend of a friend, from whatever. Matt was thinking about making his own system. Oh, I see. Like and a Matt competing... Matt was thinking about either making his own system or starting to make his own books or whatever. 
yeah. to push out D and D content. And create and before Critical Role became their independent, they worked under Geek and Sundry. Geek and Sundry, if right, you don't know yeah. what happened to Geek and Sundry, they had a lot of falling out. Like the company almost went bankrupt. The company was really stealing money, wasn't really giving money to Critical Role. They had to go yeah. independent. They had to say, nope, we're gonna do our own stuff, we can't do this. Because they were pushing for a lot of like ads and a bunch of like some it was a lot, basically. I'm not going in that, but I'm going to LGL. So with this when this happened. Uh, Paizo, who does Pathfinder, uh, I think another group that did D&D content or, wrote, or like did the uh, D20 system basically made a bunch of stuff free, made their own systems that were completely free. They could make your own content and all that. They're not going to they're not gonna try to screw you or they're not going to take your content. They're not going to make you pay for anything. It's free. Wow. You had a bunch of studios, a bunch of groups, all that, making their own stuff. Or going away from the, like you said, going to Pathfinder or going to other, like you're doing a lot. Other systems, and yeah. And like that, if you look up online, there actually someone did an online survey. The Indie Beyond scriptions halted when the LGL came out. Yeah, dude. And then when people were saying, cancel your orders, their subscriptions went from low, low to a huge bulk when Critical Role said they did not agree with this. Critical yeah. Role had to do a PR. They hated doing this. They, they had to do a PR tweet. They can't say because they are partnered with D&D Beyond for their ads and all that. And they are powered by them from D&D. From D&D. Mm-hmm. But they did say, while we do not, we cannot say everything, we can say we do not support these actions going forward and we will see what the future holds for us. That was a hint saying after we're done with this contract, we're no longer with D&D Beyond. We're making our own system. We'll do whatever. Yikes. When they they're going to lose one of the biggest channels that are they're doing D and D. We're pushing it. They backed out so hard, especially when the subscriptions <laughs> started hitting it. Especially when the uh, ex- uh, a mass protest actually happened in Wizards. For when I heard about this as well, people were quitting. People were going on strike. People were revealing yep. a horrible working condition they had to deal with Hasbro, trying to push shit, trying to interact. So much corporate interference. They talked about like a lot of stuff happened. Hasbro stocks dropped massively. Wizards of the Coast dropped massively, but they were willing to take that because a lot of Wizards of the Coast uh, creators and people who worked there were pushing, saying, we do not want this, we do not want this, we do not want this, it's Hasbro. And that's when the biggest leak happened, when someone leaked the like transcripts or whatever from, or video, I forget what it was, transcript or video call, something from the higher-ups of Hasbro to the lowest members of uh, D&D that basically said, they were arguing. They were full on arguing with the with the uh, heads of Hasbro, the executives, and the outside uh, sponsors. They were all arguing. This is not going to work. It's going to fail. People were going to push back. And, and they did. Like, oh, it's going to go away in a week. They fucking did. And uh, yeah, they, look it up. Someone asked. I forget. It was on TikTok a lot. All I saw was uh, the actual quote was, "Don't worry. They love. They love their product. They're going to keep buying it. This is going to go away in a week. It did not go away in a week." And it was pushed back so hard <laughs> that OGL is officially canceled for now. But D and D Beyond creators are uh, D and D on D and D players and D and D GMs and all that are still keeping people say, "Listen, keep an eye out. Yeah, do not fall. For it. This isn't over. It's not basically one, one battle. Like Just right now, right now it's over. For now, man, fucking now. assholes." Miguel, what do you think about all this, man? Um, I think it's really interesting, to be honest with you. I didn't realize how much of uh, 
an economy had been built yeah. as far as oh yeah I throw um, you know, third party creators <laughs> and all that mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting when you think about it um mm-hmm. and i could see i could i can see the company side of it as far as you know it's their product their license mm-hmm. and you're kind of making money off of their stuff in a sense even though you are creating it right but it's still based off of their 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 you know intellectual property or whatever true yeah but at the same time um i think that's the point of that game yeah yeah <laughs> right but right I, not not even that not even that look at the ogl the original ogl ogl one or original or just ogl it was saying that license is open and that they will not interfere with, in, with independent of it like independent properties yep yeah this is why people push back so hard and yeah it was baked in out. The original OGL is is a lifetime contract, right? Or forever, like they put on a contract that they cannot fuck with creators. And DMs Guild was messing with creators. D and D Beyond was stealing from creators. Huge fallout happened from that. From when the books got canceled, only to where the creator of the the original content was had to basically realize if if I with D and D Wizards of the Coast, not going to win. They joined the group. They had to join D and D just to get their stuff published. And that was only two years ago. <laughs> Jesus. So this yeah. has been going on secretly in the background for years. There's a lot more to this. Well, it seems like, you know, it seems like the people won for now. You know what I mean? Uh, for now. And, and they, but they also said that, like, essentially, regardless of what happens in the future, they are essentially like, you're good. If any content that was created in the past is good, all right? No matter what happens, nothing will change it. It's set in stone. If you made content in the past, you'll still be able to have the license. You'll still be able to make money on it and all that stuff. You're cool. At least, at least that's set in stone. And with the OGL the way it is now, like the course will continue as it is. But like, I, do I have faith in a giant corporation like Hasbro in the forever? No, I don't. Uh, but do I like Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, and I want to keep playing it. So that's sort of the dilemma here, you know. <laughs> it's it sucks. So far, so far they they roll back the OGL, they roll back the policies. So OGL, original OGL, is still up. Meaning you can make your content, you can per, you can make it, you can sell it, all that, you be fine. Yeah. The issue is you got to be careful right now, and that's a upsetting point. People need to remember companies don't run by themselves, and we don't run on off of companies. Company runs off of us. Companies and, and groups run off of p- individual people and a mass audience. Good point. If that mass audience pushes back, they ain't getting much. They ain't getting anything. True. Look at the Sonic movie. Look at <laughs> look look No, I'm being serious. No, me Sonic too. Yeah. It's funny. It's still funny. Yeah, I mean, you if you remember what Sonic... Miguel, you remember what Sonic looked like before they redid that shit? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That was scary. We were talking about the Uncanny Valley earlier. That shit was t- yeah, horrifying. Was, was oh. The teeth. That was a cre- that turned into a creepy pasta now. <laughs> yeah, that's like uh, Sonic the Killer, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, they're calling they're calling it Ugly Sonic or uh, un- Uncanny Sonic, something like that now. Uncanny Sonic. That's funny. They in the in the in the Chippendale movie they called him Ugly Sonic in the actual movie. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. I still gotta watch that, dude. The, the newest it's, Chippendale it's, uh, thing. 
I mean, I'm sure it'll be fun to watch just to throw on, you know? But they had good jokes. Let's say they had some good jokes. had some, like, oh, this is kind of good for for kids. But there is a character that actually mimics real life that happened. And a lot of people, like myself, don't agree with the way they did it. All right. Well, I'll Uh, watch it, and then maybe we can talk about that. Miguel, you should watch it, too. All I'm going to say is look up what happened to Peter Pan and you understand. Okay. That's what I'm going to say. All right. Watch the movie. Look hey, up what to Peter Pan and like. Ooh. I I tell this to Mochi Squeeze all the time. I like Peter Pan. You know what I mean? I like that story. Well, as a kid, I loved that. And Hook is one of my favorite movies. Oh, so, it's my favorite. Yeah, it's great. I watch it now. We watch it yeah. every Christmas time because it's technically it's a Christmas <laughs> movie. It's not as uh, good anymore, Jacob. What? You don't like it? You don't like Hook? Not as good as I thought it was. Bangarang, Rufio, Bangarang. Yeah. Who, who now? Who voiced Prince Zuko? That's you want to feel old, old. That that guy voiced Prince Zuko. There you go. Uh. All right, so let's 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 move on from all this uh, icky Badness. business and let's have some fun. Let's go back to having some fun. Hey. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yeah. Um, I thought we could discuss a couple other things other than D&D, starting with the uh, Apocalypse world and powered by the Apocalypse system. So, um, uh, what is that, you may ask? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know much about that. You're going to have to explain that to me. So, uh, so all right. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Adventure Zone. It's a podcast. Uh, they're pretty cool. They play tabletop games and stuff. It's uh, it's also the guys from the podcast, my brother, my brother, and me. Um, it's it's like essentially a it's a uh, clan of brothers. They're all hilarious. Uh, but on the Adventure Zone, they played tabletop games with their dad, who's like a like a hit like a radio guy from the past. Uh, so they're they're all really funny. But um, they do, like, big campaigns with other games other than D&D and stuff. And, like, one of them was this game called Monster of the Week. Uh, and I found okay. it to be really cool and interesting. And they were saying, oh, it's, like, the Power by the Apocalypse system. So I looked into it, ended up buying Monster of the Week, the PDFs and, and everything. Um, and it's actually a really funny – it's a really fun game system. Miguel, you did play this with us. Uh, but I do it, remember that. Right. And so, like – Whereas, like, Dungeons & Dragons is very much a role-playing game. And, like, when I say that, I mean, like, a video game would be where there's a lot of numbers, there's a lot of statistics, there's a lot of mechanics, there's spells that all have different ability, like, different rules for each spell. Each class has its own kind of abilities. It's just a lot of systems upon systems. Uh, and it's fun, you know, like, RPGs like that are great. But what Apocalypse World does and what the entire system that was developed from the game Apocalypse World, which that's why I keep saying the word powered by the Apocalypse, meaning other games that take that system and utilize it in the same way, just in different genres and different game types, essentially, is 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 taking like the role-playing, uh, the concept of a role-playing game, which is playing a role, right, in a story, like being a character in a story, essentially, um, and simplifies it and boils it down to the very basicness of you are telling a story and so is everyone else at the table. You know, so it's not so much about like how high can you roll, although there is a level of that, right? It's more of like what story are you telling and how does these dice rolls contribute to the story? Um, and of course, as well, you know, there's like results um, that come from all of that. 
essentially. But like most of it is like very much you guys are ma- like telling a story together um, to the point where like a dungeon master plans for hours and hours all these dungeons and monsters and like has to make sure the monsters aren't too hard to defeat at the specific level your characters are at and like you know d- divvying up magical items and like you know it's like you're designing a video game essentially whereas like powered by the apocalypse is the dungeon master game master is like okay here's like sort of what i have in mind for like a world here's sort of what's going on but we're all gonna like come together and like tell the story together so like essentially everything that happens isn't up to the game master right it's up to everyone at the table like oh what do you do okay well then based on how you roll these two-sided six-sided dice we'll see if you do that right or not maybe your character dies i don't know well how will that change the story We'll figure that shit out. We'll make you a new character if you do die. You know what I mean? And stuff like yes. that. Basically, Power really cool. the Apocalypse is basically a choose-your-own-adventure story. With, like, four of the people, four to five other people, and everyone's just having fun. Its main idea is that the role-playing comes from you playing the character. The dice, basically, is just a luck-based system. Like, if you were talking to someone, actually, like, randomly, like, say, hi, I have a conversation. You can do really good, or you can fumble... And you just gotta go through the system like that. Yeah, and then you'll die. The world is, or, or die, or do it. Yeah, but basically the system is very easy. It's very open to new players. You can create how crazy a character you want to be. You can create how fun or boring the character you want to be. You can do whatever. It's very Literally. open system. Yeah, and that's what's great about it. Am I fucking in Chrome? Is that why? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is happening? Um, I'm like trying to show the sort the rule book, but you know what? It's fine. I don't have to do that. Um, it's okay. So, uh, the the first game to come out in this kind of style was is a game called Apocalypse World, and so it's like essentially a post apocalyptic type of thing. Um, you can actually download straight from their website the the rule book to kind of get playing, but then you pay like only fifteen bucks, you'll get like all the PDFs, and then you'll get the whole system. But it it just like it's it's the type of game that's like so dynamic to the point where like now there's like twenty thousand different versions of powered by the apocalypse uh systems. Yeah. Like I said, okay. I I got Monster of the Week, right? Which is essentially like think Buffy the Vampire Sly- Slayer. Think X Files. Think uh what's another one? Uh what's what? Supernatural. Supernatural, yeah. Specifically that um or it's like every, you know, it's like people who are hunting like werewolves or like vampires or like, you know, uh, Bigfoot, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever weird monster. Um, and it's, it's really fucking fun and cool and weird. But then there's so many other ones. There's ones where it's like uh, teenagers uh, dating like in a high school or something like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Stuff that's like weird one. that. Like there's one like that. There's like. There's, I mean, there's like a fantasy one that's D and D esque, you know what I mean? But then it's like there's a there's one that's like open to like any kind of world you can build in. Just have fun. It gives you a set of directions. Like it can be D and D, it can be Fallout, it can be Cyberpunk, it can be literally any world you can think of or anything you can think of. It's designed. The system is designed to have fun. I think it's the land the land party one, where it's basically hey, you want to <laughs> do one shot, a bunch of one shots. We can do like 100 one shots with this one system, and That's you really cool. can. Or you can do a long form series with this system. It's actually pretty cool. That's awesome. I would. I, I think I have heard of that one too. But uh, here's That's the book. The, uh, 
the uh, Len Bator from Team Four Star one he made. Nice. That's the yeah. Uh, he so did a, uh, here's a little bit of the, yeah, of the Apocalypse World book that kind of shows. I mean, yeah, there's like rules and stuff, and there's things you can do and whatnot, but it's like way more simple than like D and D, which is like, I mean, you have everything on two sheets here, whereas D and D you need to read a whole goddamn reference, like <laughs> like a textbook to figure out all your shit. Um, you know, especially the uh, the spells. Oh, yeah. yeah, textbook, a co- yeah, textbook, a codex, and uh, a sheet of paper to remember the rules by yourself. Just oh yeah, the character alone. Yeah, the, and then the dungeon master is like, like ten times Five. all that shit. <laughs> like, like ten open books, like ten open tabs in one section. <laughs> so one area. Yeah, man. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Like, if you want, if you're at all interested in tabletop role playing games, and you want kind of like to feel what it would be like, but you don't want to deal with all the bullshit. Mess with Powered by the Apocalypse. Look at all the mods. Maybe just play Apocalypse World. You know, or just look for a vibe that's like more yours. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like the one you're saying, the land party one. I mean, think about all the cool things we could do. Like Elder Scrolls. You could do, you know, any video game universe. You could, we could do they, like they did a they did a Don't May Cry one. That was that's pretty fucking cool. cool. That's cool as shit. Literally, no, they one character was basically a preacher. One was an actual demon that was <laughs> bound to the preacher. One was like a regular Joe Smell demon hunter. Like, they could actually do a lot with it. And he did say you can actually be half demon and all that, but it was like, I don't know, so they want to do it. It's how you build, and then like that, the character you build is by buying uh, skills and buying mm. your abilities. That's it. It's like a point by system just for your abilities. Like, uh, I wonder if they have a Dragon they, Ball one. That'd be cool. They, you can do a Dragon Ball one, apparently. That's dope. Cool. Yeah. But then there's other games. There's like, these days, board games are so big, you know what I mean? And I mean big, like the box itself is fucking big. Uh, to yeah, the point, <laughs> right? To the point where like board games are becoming tabletop role-playing games, right? So uh, yeah. M- Miguel brought uh, up this game called Gloomhaven. Have you heard of this one? You ever heard of this one, Sam? I'm... I think I did. I think I saw like a... Uh... Let's look at some pictures. Uh, I think... So builder, but there's a lot of characters that you unlock by mm-hmm. doing certain things. It's it's hard. <laughs> Aren't all these kind of hard? Where it's meant to be played once with a group of people, as far as a campaign mm-hmm. goes. Um, like some cards will tell you um, after you finish the card, you're supposed to tear the card up at, at that point. No shit. Yeah. Oh, and, that's I mean, cool. We played it. We didn't do that, obviously, but the person <laughs> wanted that to keep it. But right. you could do that if you oh. wanted to. Dude, Miguel, if we ever play Gloomhaven, I'm ripping the card up. That's on you, man. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it because that is so interesting to me. And do you know what I mean? Do the smart thing. Just copy all the cards on a piece on uh on a copy copy, copy paper. <laughs> yeah, you way you do scan that it. Too. Just scan it and then rip rip up yeah, the scan. Just scan them all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of cards like that. It was pretty interesting when I was playing it. Um, yeah, that's cool. It, it it was it was fun, and we unlocked a couple of the characters. It's like you you uh, your character gets like a uh, wow. a quest essentially. Okay. And 
you can choose to complete it or you can choose to keep playing that character because once you complete it, it unlocks another class. Oh, wow. wow. So it, it, it's pretty interesting because you don't start with all of them. Okay. So like the rogue, the rogue goes into a different class, like probably the mind thief or something at some point. Dude, mind thief so, sounds uh, sick. It just depends on how you want to play. That's cool. Yeah, and then, I mean, so okay. Like um, uh huh. Card based game. The it more is. you fight, the more you get. It like, is. Kind of... Yep, you're absolutely oh, right. Okay. Oh, and here's some guy and his child. So there you and go. Some bald kid. <laughs> but oh, um, yeah, they they so that's kind of the coolest thing about. So if you're going to play any of these kind of like really, and I mean massive, like Sam, if you saw the box for Gloomhaven, you'd be like, wow, that's massive. Trust me. It's really Honestly, fucking huge. There's, a, there's Pandemic that I played, that I saw recently. My father-in-law got that. That box is like it's pretty my big. table, almost half of my table. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, but that's kind of. so much stuff. That's one of the coolest like, thing about these games and stuff is that they really do pack in a lot of visual shit. Whereas like you play D&D and whatnot, like. Especially any of the apocalypse games we were talking about earlier, none of that, like typically, none of that would have any kind of uh, stuff on the board. Like it's all theater yeah, of the mind. You know what I mean? Theater of the mind. You're yes, using your imagination. D and D, you can play D and D that same way, but like it's kind of more free form where you can buy like a hex grid. You could buy a regular square grid, like I do. You can get miniatures, which I'm going to show off some of mine in a second here. But the cool thing about games like Gloomhaven is that, like, yeah, it's a big box because it's full of cool-looking shit. You got, like, grids already there. You know, you just put them down, you play it. You have the miniatures there for the monsters, for your characters. I mean, that is, like, I think the coolest thing about uh, games like Gloomhaven. You know? takes the pressure off you. It's already there. You just you just get yeah, it. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, I, I mentioned this other game, Necromunda, to Miguel earlier. He was like, well, fuck is that? Yeah, you know about Necromunda because that's a Warhammer 40k thing. Oh my god, I get I I get destroyed Necromunda. <laughs> so Necromunda, like, my, do you want to explain it? It's think of it as just free for all deathmatch. It basically is that. <laughs> you, yeah, pretty much. You yeah. and other, you're you're a gang in Necromunda, a high city in the deepest deepest parts of the crust. You are basically the scum of the earth, and you have to control your areas. You fight against other gangs, basically. You can either yep. choose to fight or make allegiance with gangs and basically, okay, hey, let's team up on this asshole. Or you just do free-for-all, team deathmatch, see who wins. Isn't I get destroyed. They have different groups from the Gene Sealer cults to the uh, the Martyr cults, the, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, I know the uh, Chaos groups. They're like a bunch of, like, they're a bunch of groups in this thing, in Mecromunda. Yeah, it's... but they're all gangers and they're all uh crate. They're all like uh, think of it like as if um, Mad Max basically on the ground. That's all it is. Right, exactly. Here's a little bit of a video showing it. So yeah, Necromunda. Yeah, like I guess you could still kind of call this a role playing game because there's still like it is. stats and shit. You know what I mean? It is, it's still Warhammer. You know what I mean? But like this it's is one of those. It's just one of those big box games. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just full of cool shit and it's you know. Uh, I'm pretty sure people it's like a, battling a group. Oh my god, dude! Is that fucking uh, Gage? Is that the Luke shot first right there? You didn't notice it. Hey, that might that might be me. Hey, what's up, dude? How's it going? Hey, oh, you know, I'm here. You know, I just figured. 
I just figured I'd stop in, say hi, you know, <laughs> see how you guys are still doing. If you're still casting a pod, which seems like you are. Oh, we're we casting. Are. We're casting. We're talking about Necromunda, man. You ever heard of Necromunda? I am oblivious to Necromunda, but it sounds like a place. It sounds like a, a world that is dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty Basically. accurate. Sounds like a dead world. It sure is. Um, uh, sum it up. Sum it up. Think of it as a uh, uh, Fortnite, but just bloodier, and there is no gods. They are just death. Whoa. Nice. Well, there are gods, but they're kind of douches. <laughs> Sounds like you got home safe okay. there, Gage. Yeah, sure. Actually, not quite. I'm, uh, I'm about maybe 45 minutes out, something like that. Yeah, oh, nice. Long mm. drive. Oh, yeah, it sounds Jeez. like fuck. I'm, I'm probably about to lose you guys. My, my service, service is quickly dwindling, so... Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, um, be safe, man. Drive safe. Oh, uh, hey, Gage, if you're still there. All right, y'all. Hold on, Gage. Yes. If you're still there, have you ever played a tabletop yes. role-playing game? And if so, what was it? Uh, well, I mean, I've played plenty of 5e. Okay. Um, but but uh, that's D&D. 5e obviously yeah uh, and then i've played a lot of uh wars edge of the empire you guys can still hear me oh edge of the empire that's star wars yeah yes it is it's very fun it's it's uh it's similar to 5e but very star warsy and all obviously with all the star wars lore nice i heard about that i don't i never heard about it, that that's, is is nah, that a tw- is that a 20-sided system or is that like three six-sided so it's cool because you you do d20s but then you have force die so you have these black and white force die that i think are seven-sided maybe Uh uh-huh and um so depending on like whether your character leans uh dark side or light side you you, you'll roll a force die that corresponds to that and like it'll either give you perks or like advantages or or debuffs on like your on your chance type of thing, I like it. That's pretty cool. You can see I want to try. Yeah. Smile on my face. I'm like, ooh, I want to play it. I do want to play it. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a real, it's a really fun game. We had, we had, we ran a campaign for a long time, and then uh, the the GM, the Galaxy Master, as they say, uh, he moved away. So, yeah. oh, fuck. yeah, that's unfortunate. That's, oh man, Gage, did he move? Um, did he move a yes. gal in in a galaxy far, far away, dude? <laughs> I knew it. Oh. He moved far. He moved far, far away for sure to, to Wisconsin, I think. Oh damn, that's far. That's definitely not California. It's another dimension, as far as I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave, let you guys be and, and drive back the rest of this light way. But uh, happy happy neon potting, and I'll talk to you all soon. All right, man. Thanks for popping in and right. saying hi. Thanks for stopping by. Take Hell care, yeah. dude. Bye. All right. Oh, and my endorsement will be um, uh, if, if uh, Udupi Palace is a Indian restaurant in the Bay Area that we got food at. It's pretty good. Hell yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, man. All right. Thanks for popping in. We'll see Talk you around. later. Later. Peace. All right. Now I have to readjust you again, but that's okay. <laughs> cool well that was fun and uh eventful <laughs> uh yeah. okay so 
the last little part I have, I have a couple more things here. Um, and I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you guys the choice here. Do we want to look at some of my miniatures or do we want to talk about, we're going to look at some game rant articles about like other tabletop role playing games. We can do both. I like the way you think, man. That's perfect. Yeah, that works. I was going to say the miniatures, but okay. We'll do both. (laughs) We'll do both. Um, we'll do it really quick though. When, uh, the, the articles yeah. will be quick, all right? We'll just we, – let's just – you know, we won't discuss them so hard, but I know you know a couple of these, Sam. Trust me. I know for a fact you know some of these. Um, and I want just to know, do you like it, do you not, or like a quick word about it. Okay, starting with okay. the first one. Uh, oh, that's the number one. Excuse me. So uh, CBR.com has the 10 best fantasy tabletop role-playing games that aren't D&D, starting with – Pathfinder, we know about. We talked about that, so we'll skip that. And we have Dungeon Crawl. Have we heard about that? No. I have. I yeah. might have, but I never played it, probably. That's probably what it is. I've probably heard of it, but never got a chance to play it. So it's, uh, it's, it's part of the old-school renaissance of fantasy tabletop role-playing games built in the style of older games, including older editions of D&D, but includes modern innovations. So uh, I kind of want to check that out. I love Dungeon Crawling. So uh, give it yeah. a, any, any examples or uh it says or, uh let's see players don't start off controlling heroes instead each player controls a handful of ordinary people the few characters who survive their first adventure have a chance of becoming heroes it's a dark comedic uh, and a fun way that dungeon crawl classic sets itself apart from other fantasy rpgs so that sounds interesting. interesting yeah so, we'll so have to basically l- a hardcore isekai where everyone just dies in the last guy <laughs> basically starts to <laughs> <laughs> right it's that's om- basically it. like it's like a hardcore either isekai a hardcore like like that's basically it honestly pretty much yeah like the last much. guy of survivors like got, got battle hard and just hates everything <laughs> just getting whisked away to a dangerous world and murdered um okay basically. then we got fan warhammer fantasy we talked about apparently it's too complicated yeah. so don't fuck with it uh the so- war <laughs> the one ring reflects fantasy's roots wow so there's a lord of the rings one it's called the one ring uh, i'm not surprised yeah so i mean would I, would any of you guys play a lord of the rings rpg i'd be down but i guess what's the story uh let's yeah see. am i playing bilbo baggins am i playing smeagol the, the left nut of, 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 of a troll what am i doing here like <laughs> playing like some random small that's gonna get murdered by uh Sauron beginning of the not, beginning of the movies here. Dude, that you're was- not you're not Schmeagle, you're Schmeagle. Schmeagle. No, I'm kidding. Uh it it creates a fun, unique game that genuinely feels like a J.R.R. Tolkien novel. The one remakes travel and exploring as much a part of the game as adventure itself. The game lends itself to scenes of group resting after suffering attrition on the roads and in the wilderness. It's split into an adventuring phase and a fellowship phase. Uh, so that's kind of interesting, sort of. Mm. I don't know. Could be interesting. We, we should look into that one, too. Then we have Blades in the Dark. Have you heard of that? Oh. It says it's built more like a crime game. Uh, they plan out scores, clash with other underworld factions, and amass more power. has a unique setting. It has elements in common with steampunk, horror, and fantasy. It's similar to Dishonored the video game in many ways oh that, that sounds pretty cool well, that's pretty interesting yeah so like a heist D kind of yeah yeah hmm. 
Uh, then we have the Witcher RPG. Say no more. So I'll, I'll play it. There's a Witcher RPG. Fuck yeah, man. Hell yeah. yeah. Let's see. The Witcher. Okay, no, we're not doing that. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was going to bring up the game like to buy or something, but it was just more articles no, by CBR. Fucking yeah. dumb. Uh, the 13th Age makes players feel epic. So it kind of uh, takes inspiration from 4th edition. Uh, tells stories of high fantasy, epic heroics. Uh, so just kind of looks like, you know, epic battle RPG. I don't know. For, fourth edition, look, fourth edition was okay. D- fourth edition Dungeons and Dragons was okay, but it was very video gamey. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm down, but I was looking it, to it. It felt like a, it felt like an attempt to make it like mainstream, yeah. But two main, but main more mainstream to players. Three, and then that's when 5e came out and basically changed it to where it's mainstream for everybody right yeah agreed so i don't know i mean i could check out 13th age maybe it's more of a power fantasy type of game right probably uh so if that's your jam that might be the game now here's the one that kind of interests me um worlds without number is the fantasy equivalent of the star Wars, stars without number sci-fi tabletop role-playing game which i've never heard of but it's another game with some significant old school leanings. However, Worlds Without Number doesn't feel dated. It draws from the best of old school RPGs like Basic D&D and Traveler, but blends them with player friendly and more modern innovations. In particular, the game goes out of its out of its way to help the D- dungeon masters. Uh, it says DMs. I don't know game master. It encourages uh, game masters to be loose with their prepping and gives them a considerable number of tools to help create entertainment, entertaining, memorable sessions. Now, see that type of shit I like to hear, because I don't want to spend too much time preparing, and I want to do like a little improv. So it could be fun, but the fact that oh, it's like a little a, like weird. Any one shot system. My voice is going. Jesus. <laughs> so I don't know. It could be interesting. I guess. Uh, and then Dungeon World, which is, uh, we talked about this, is it's a Powered by the Apocalypse game, essentially, but it's uh, it's a dungeon crawler in that system. So just all about telling good stories in a dungeon, essentially. So sign me up. What do you guys think? Okay. Down? Yeah, I'd be down. Yeah. I'd yeah. be down for any of these, to be honest with you. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I'll save this article. Yeah. And then finally, we have Shadow of the Demon Lord, which I've heard a lot about. Guys, have you heard I of this? I have not. You have beat my interest. Interesting. So it's 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 inspired by 5th edition. The game's roots are, roots are obvious. However, it does a lot to set itself apart. In particular, it draws on other fantasy games. It's a dark, pre-apocalyptic story. It's both grim and slightly farcical. Players start with a level 0 character attempting to stop the end of the world. However, it isn't designed to be overly lethal or cruel. Instead, the game lets players succeed, often at a cost. It has a unique leveling system where players progress through careers every few le- levels. Its combat is easy to grasp while also rewarding mastery. Players have access to a wide range of, option, range of os- options, and the DM has a great setting to challenge them. So, uh, yeah, I've heard, I've heard that this game is dope as hell. Um, and if you kind of like horror settings and like, you know, mayhem and demons and stuff, it's, it's the game for you. Uh, no, just dark souls. Definitely be down. Yeah. It might be dark Soulsy to some degree, but at least it's not like brutal, like how powered by the apocalypse systems can be. And then here's a couple other ones. We got bubble gum shoe, which is basically like, uh, pff, 
Scooby Doo the game, <laughs> Scooby Doo RPG. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Right. So that could be kind of fun, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be down, right? What do you? What about you, Sam? You want to be more Scooby? Sure, as long as it's not Velma, that's you all. Wanna sc- <laughs> you want to Scoob it? And we got Feng Shui, Feng Shui Two. Uh, so oh, there's Hong Kong cinema kind of type of RPG, you know? John Woo. So are we talking about John Woo? Yeah, like, like, yeah, like, yeah. like a John Woo kind of system. It's like huh? a John Woo Jackie Chan system. Oh, okay. And we got Warcraft, the role-playing game. I actually have oh. the WoW version in here somewhere. The book. Mm. It's kind of cool. I like the World of Warcraft. I mean, in general, not like the statement. I'm sorry. Miguel, thoughts? Yes? No? No? I mean... Nah, you don't care. Yeah, whatever. Yes, bro. I mean, I'm not opposed to any game, really. <laughs> uh, Dragon Age RPG, Dragon Age. Yeah. Cool, cool world. Kind of play with that. Yeah, uh, they didn't know Mass Effect was also an RPG, tabletop RPG as well. Oh, cool. Is it really? I would play that. Mass Effect is. And Krogan are broken. Oh yeah, for that. sure. Krogan are broken. Uh, index card. Uh wow, interesting. Uh similar to the likes of Fate and GURPS, Index Card aims to provide a system that prioritizes storytelling with mechanics flexible enough for players to adapt to various settings and genres. Oh, I'm gonna have to look into this. So, it seems kind of simple. But then there's also the game Fiasco, and I've heard I've heard of this game like a lot. Um so it's kind of a it, this is the one shot game, Sam, if you've ever heard of Fiasco. So clearly, yeah, it's essentially like every time you play Fiasco, it's still like a tabletop role playing game where you have a character and you tell a story, but it's always like one story. And when you're done, you're done. And every Fiasco game will be a brand new story with other characters. Uh, so that's why I find this game to be very interesting and fun and like quick and easy when it comes to this genre of games. Then we got Pathfinder. We've, you know, we know it's good. But then we got Star Trek Adventures, bro. Miguel? Fuck out of here, Star Trek Adventures. Come on. You want to fucking... Want to be a captain, man? I, I, do I get to choose to be a captain, or is everyone going to be I a captain? I am not a red shirt. Screw off. <laughs> Sam, you're not... probably have so many deep puffs. So much <laughs> like, hey, guess what? Full of card? Guess what? You die. <laughs> Sam the red shirt. That's what I'm gonna start calling you, dude. No. I'm a red shirt. I'll blow my I'll blow my own brains out. And then, oh, well, I'm probably gonna eat by bugs or something. Dude, you, the red shirts die so often. It's not even funny. You you seen Galaxy Quest, right? They even joke about that in Galaxy. They do. Quest. I know. Yeah. yeah, it's that's uh, what's his name? The Sam <laughs> Sam whatever that uh, the actor. I love that yeah. guy. It's from Moon. Is that movie? What's that guy? You ever seen oh, Moon? Um, Sam something? Fuck. Uh, Whitwer? No. That's oh, not right. I was going to say Sam Waters, but no, that's not Sam Waters. I can't remember his fucking name, but that guy, I love that guy. Yeah. Then we got Masks. So, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a superhero RPG. So, if you don't want to spend $8 on uh, the Marvel game to playtest it, you could try Masks. You know what I mean? Uh, then... Or is it like? Yeah, it's a superhero so like- RPG. Superhero. Uh, okay. 
Yep. And then there's Leverage the Role-Playing Game, which is apparently a TNT drama, and I don't care, and I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. And we got, Cyber- <laughs> we got Cyberpunk Red, which uh, yeah, is... Cyber- that- huh? Go ahead. I would say Cyberpunk, not a good game, as in the video game. It has a lot of bugs and issues. Tabletop is really fun, apparently. Tabletop is really... in. Tabletop is apparently you can do a lot with the tabletop character wise, like character creation wise. It's a lot. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, so yeah, definitely we should play Cyberpunk one day. That'd be a lot of fun. You know what I mean? You're Cyberpunk. Yes. You're all uh, modified and and uh, enhanced with like technology. That's that's a good time. Blades in the Dark. We've talked about Legend of the Five Rings. Is like a like um like a Wuxia Asian type of magical mm-hmm. adventure you know that That's sounds exactly what it looks like interesting yeah. and cool to me uh world of darkness is a game that i'm pretty sure sam's played i think you told me about it uh yeah world of darkness is a not just one world it's multiple under that could be mas- vampire the masquerade uh werewolf by night uh no but werewolf the uh apocalypse and uh mm-hmm. hunter the reckoning is also part of that there's oh. a bunch of others, but yeah, basically it's the same world, but you see the different classes, and different species, like Vampire Masquerade, obviously, you know what that is. Yeah. Uh, but you also can do, uh, people have actually done, actually, campaigns that correlate with each other. Like, they had, actually had a Vampire Masquerade, a hunter, a hunter uh, game, and a werewolf game to where at one point all the characters got together and had to fight the big bad or something, or they had to do fight each other. It was a really cool system. Yeah. Do a lot of it. Yeah, so you it like spooky pretty- shit. That's the game for you, basically. Yeah. And then finally, Fate Core, which I was reading a bit about this, and it seems really dope. Uh, again, it's, like, more storytelling-based, but then it's very adaptable to, like, any kind of story or setting you want. So... Looks like it makes... Looks like, uh, from the characters, like, from... I hate to be that guy, but it looks like uh, fantasy, uh, and then it goes to, I'm guessing, uh, James Bondish. And yeah. at the very end, you get weird sci-fi shit. Yeah, man. So yeah, like fifty sci-fi. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of like really a really adaptable storytelling kind of freeform well, I think setting. Professor X. <laughs> Maybe he is. I mean, he looks <laughs> like he's in a wheelchair. So, uh, so yeah. And I, I want to check out Fate Core and and all these games. But uh, there there's just a few games that you may not have heard of and uh, might be kind of interesting for you there and. Uh, and I'm going to quickly show you some of my uh, fucking, where is it? This one? I'm going to quickly show you some of my minis and show you why I like uh, D&D. Because who doesn't like toys? Here we got a gold dragon. What do you think of my gold dragon? Pretty cool? Cool, but they are dicks to talk to in game. <laughs> now they're just kind of, you know... Full of themselves. No, a bit. they're high. They're high and mighty. Think they're right, even when they we literally tell them they're not right. You need to run. We got a giant. One of my scorpion. One of my campaigns. We had to we had to escort this gold dragon out of the cave because we warned them that was gonna the cave was gonna explode, and it took we we failed so many persuasion checks that I think the barbarian basically said I will fight you outside, and he went outside. Cash me outside. The, D, um, the percentile dice was like. A hundred, like if we roll a hundred, immediately implodes. Like the whole cave implode, implodes. The moment we had to get each time, we had to walk. We had to actually go to combat system. We had to walk. You know how you only do move like however you percentage wise, like 
35 feet or like you know five squares whatever yeah imagine doing that but the cave is like a good 10 like 30 to 40 feet like a really long cave yeah we have to walk 35 each time feet is each time it's 35 like, oh, feet is actually seven squares but you know who's counting oh, you know, wait you know like 35 squares or 30 or 30 squares and you're like, oh, yeah, that's so we have, and this guy wow. kept rolling percentile, percentile rolling. And at the very end, we got outside. He's ready to fight the barbarian. The cave, the, the cave goes off and explodes. We're like, see, and that's a little bit about the type of shit you had to deal with in, in these type of games. Sometimes uh, the bar, tried, this guy. the bar tried to do the classic bar thing and try to bang it only for the dragon to come out saying he's gay. I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> I was like, oh. No, yep. because she's a female bard trying to like impress the dragon to impress it out. Oh, I see. Males. Any males up for a round? And we just said, nope. Yeah, I mean, you know, n- not everyone's into everyone, right? <laughs> also, I got trees. Sometimes you need a tree, right, for your board, right? Yeah. So I got, I got some fun stuff in here. You know what I mean? And then not to mention, look, it's like a treasure chest. Isn't that cool? Nice. So there you go. If you want to be really Fun fancy, stuff. you could you could put some fake teeth in and make it look like a mimic. Oh yeah. yeah, that's true. You could, but I'm not that crafty. You know what I mean? I made I made little tiles once, and that was fun. Uh, okay, well, that's tabletop role playing games. They're fun. You should play them. Go out there, check them out. You know, you want a lower barrier to barrier to entry? Maybe uh, fuck around with uh, Gloomhaven. You know what I mean? You want to get yeah, down and go ahead. What? Or even just, it, 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 I wouldn't even say um, just play any tabletop game to begin with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wrong. Not, not, not the uh, like the traditional Hasbro family game night stuff, but you know, start with something uh, like uh, Settlers of Catan, maybe. There you and go. Then move on from there. Or, right. Or Pandemic, or um, there's another yeah. one. Uh, exactly. There's a lot of really weird and inventive games out there that. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone invites you to play them, play them. These are fun. Yeah, because there's always there's always a nerd like me who's like, just play it. I'll take care of the rules for you. Don't worry about it. Yeah, like, just come over. <laughs> just come over. I've got the game. And uh, I'll tell you how to play. Yep. <laughs> the Fury of Dracula. That's fun. A lot of crazy games oh, out there. Yeah, that, that one was good. That was a good game. Yeah, we'll have to play just that again sometime. Yeah, I'm sorry. What? The, 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 the Fury of Dracula. The, the Fury of Dracula. Check it out. Great game. And actually, that is my endorsement tonight. The Fury of Dracula. Very good board game. You know what I mean? You could play as uh John uh Mia Harker or like uh what's his name the Van Helsing, or you could be Dracula and try to escape the vampire hunters. Um, guys, cool. what are what's your endorsements tonight? Uh, mine's gonna be funny enough. I think I'm gonna do uh the apocalypse system. I Ooh. I really endorse it. It's a it's a fun system. It is a fun system. If you get the right DM and the right person to make a good world, they all you do is just make the world and let the players have fun. Like it's a good system. It's easy to get into. It can lead into D and D or lead into other things. It's just two d two d sixes and that's it. And have fun. Hell yeah. I'm going to show off some of my maps I drew while Miguel tells you. I want to endorse... It's not the Thing board game. It's like the 
thing, though. I forget the name of it, though. <laughs> Among Us? What was that? Among Us? <laughs> no. Among Us. Yeah. <laughs> another but, no, it's essentially, it's essentially the thing, it but it didn't... It was called something else. I don't remember the name of it at, at the office. Parasite? Maybe? Ooh, Parasite. Parasite. Like the movie? Uh, uh, I gotta look up. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you basically uh, this one map. of your crewmate is infected. You gotta figure out which one it is before he takes all you over. Yeah, yeah and you're trying to get out. You're like in a some like Arctic base. And you're, yeah, I don't know parasite, but you're, you're you essentially all, trying to get out of the Arctic base, and you have to get enough like um, fuel and uh, helicopter parts. Yeah. And you're trying to ma essentially make sure that the the thing doesn't get out. Yeah, and if you get caught and, by the uh, thing, you get you basically have to be the thing. You have to basically hunt the players. Let's just say that uh, we shotgunned somebody who was not the thing, even though we thought he was. Yeah, that does kind of sound like Among Us. It was, it was a good time. <laughs> That's awesome. We'll have to look up that you game and we'll put it in the description below. Uh, here's a you didn't do a blood test. Look at all these crazy maps I drew for this game. We're definitely getting the group no, back we together. No, blood test. We just shotgunned him. <laughs> he just... He got... He saw us shoot him in the shot. It was like, it's him. It's him. <laughs> we all agreed and we killed Sus. him. Among Us. Among Us. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, the, meanwhile, the monster's just smiling. Like, I ain't going to win this. Like, nothing. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, uh... Let us know what you've been nerding out on in the description below this video if you even made it here. I hope all the people who've watched this whole crazy episode, thank you so much. Uh, and also let us know what you're uh, do you like. Do you like oysters? Do you eat raw oysters? Because I do. Just let us know in the comments below. Um, yeah, and then uh, I'll just ask one final question. What's everybody's lightsaber color? Um, Red. Generally blue. Blue. I'm I'm in purple. Red. You're a Sith. Yeah. Nice. There's a lot more freedom, and I'll be honest with you. With the Passion. I've read some of the Star Wars books. The Jedi are so corrupt. I'm not even kidding you. They are. <laughs> They're the Jedi Council are so corrupt. It's not even funny. Yeah, that's the whole point of the first, you know, the uh, prequel trilogy, pretty much. Not even the prequel, yeah. truly. The actual new books, the Jedi Council is so, so hypocritical with some of the things they've done. Yep. It's like, ah, oh, now, I, now I see why I get destroyed by the by the Sith so many times. Yeah, well, there's got to be balance, it's man. Dark and so light. You, head, you know? You got your, you your head up your asses so far, you can't even realize it. All right, guys. Say goodbye. Thanks again for watching. We'll see you all next time on Neon Pocket Dimension. Absolutely, guys. Have a good time. Peace. I had a great time tonight, as always. Oh yeah, great. It was it was great was chatting Thank with you guys. Much. Be safe, everybody. <laughs> oh yeah, and then uh, follow the homie Sam here. Yep. What is it? Uh, SB Rivera. SBS Rivera Four. SBS Rivera Four. Does yep. that look correct? Swing. Yep. I, uh, it's it's moving. Let's make it stop moving. All right, follow this guy. He likes to tweet sometimes. I don't know, on Twitter. And then you got all our socials down below. MPD Squad uh, at uh, YouTube.com/slash at Odd Valley Studios. 
And then if you want to catch this show live, twitch.tv slash Neon Pocket Dimension. We'll see, all guys. we'll see you guys next week. Next week. Wednesday next week. Wednesday. Because, you know, Valentine's Day is happening and shit. Yeah, Wednesday night.